Preview. Welcome to the season opening edition of the Gamar Sports College Football Throwdown. We carry over what we did for both seasons here on the site last year, hoping to continue helping our listeners take home some dough all season long. That's right, people. For those of you listening for the first time today are wondering what we do around here, and of course, to all our returning listeners who already know why they're here, our goal is to break down the games around the country this weekend and give out some betting advice to make use of. So let's knock this thing out. Hopefully you all know by now I am E.J. Gar, otherwise known as the Rainmaker, and joining me, as he did for bowl season, is Eric the Hun, who handed out a boatload of winners as bowl season played out last year at Get More Sports. Let me bring in my co-host, Eric the Hun. Eric can be found on Get More Sports writing for NASCAR, the Xfinity Series, NHRA, and the Truck Series, and he's also writing about college football this year. I say hello to my good friend. What up, my brother? You ready to bust Vegas in the teeth again this year, or what? You got that right, Rainmaker. I'm glad we're getting an early start this year. Put some uh, money in some people's pockets a little bit earlier than just bowl season. Yeah, that's what we do, man. Uh, of course, there was no Thursday college football this week because of opening night in the NFL. Man, Denver coming away with a 21-20 victory over Carolina the way they did with the missed field goal. Of course, you know how it always works out, man. He makes the field goal and it doesn't count, and he misses the one that does count, man. When he kicked that ball through those uprights, I was like, oh, no. And sure enough, man, Carolina came away with a loss there. But, of course, we have two Friday games to talk about here. College football, man. Uh, Eric, man, <laughs> Maryland taking on FIU going into the Sunshine State, man. I, you know, Maryland's looked okay. The last couple of years, Maryland hasn't exactly had their offense together. But it seems like they're starting to really pull all that together, man. I mean, you, you couldn't take a Maryland over the last couple of years if your life depended on it. Now it seems that team is starting to put some points on the board. And they got an FIU team that really struggles keeping teams off the board. What are we doing here, man? What do you like about this game? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting matchup. You know, you got Dino Babers that just moved over there to Maryland. He's a defensive-minded coach out of Michigan. And here they turn around and put a boatload of points up last week. And now, you know, they get with their senior quarterback and they get to go uh, on the road to Florida and play a Florida international team that really kind of disappointed, I think, their fans and themselves last week. And uh, they just didn't produce like they needed to, and uh, they're hoping for a bounce-back game in the Sunshine State. Wow, man, especially the way they lost that. I mean, that, you know, to be in that game as long as they were against Indiana and just completely fall apart in the last 15 minutes like that, I mean, uh, I think that's where the disappointment comes from. You know, you're, you're looking at a possible win. You're hanging out with them the whole game, and Indiana just pours it on. Uh, that was definitely unfortunate for them, man. Of course, Maryland cruised by Howard. I don't think anybody really expected much of a different result there, but Still, to see Maryland putting up 52 points, man. Hello. Uh, pretty, still pretty impressive, man. I mean, you know, it's, it's, even even though it was against Howard, <laughs> you know, Maryland putting up 52 points is nice, and that's a good way to start their season. I'm sure that's what they were hoping for before conference play really starts to kick in there in the ACC. So, man, I, you know, can, can they do it again? I, the, the Maryland's favored by 11, so the line setters are saying, you know what, we think they can continue it on. The, the total's sitting at 56 and a half, and, Eric, I'm going to touch this team total quick. I, this 33 and a half that I'm seeing on the board, 
you know, and obviously we saw Florida National hold Indiana 34 points the way they did, but obviously they still found a way to score 34 points. Uh, and I think Maryland's going to do the same thing. My play on this game is going to be the team total over three, 33 and a half for Maryland. Uh, what are you thinking about here, man? Well, you know, I, I kind of did a little bit of looking in on this game myself. And, you know, Florida International really underachieved so. last week. And, you know, not only that, but uh, you got to remember, 14 points that they gave up last week came on interception returns for touchdowns. So, you know, yeah. I think – and that game really got out of control in the fourth quarter, and that's how it got a, out of control. I think they were doing well against the Big Ten, Ten team up to that point, and now they're back home and they get a chance for redemption. I think they're going to do well again. I like the ten-and-a-half points right there, and I am going to go with Florida wow. International, cover the ten-and-a-half at home. I, I I understand Maryland looked impressive on offense. You know, they didn't really play anybody, so to speak, that impressive. But uh, – I have a feeling that uh, this scrappy FIU team is going to have a bounce back week and keep this game somewhat close. I really do. Wow. I, uh, I'm going to very. I'm going to take advantage of that half a point too. You know, Rainmaker, how I like to do that. I mean, that's ten yeah. and a half there. That's two touchdowns. I got some news for you, man. You you don't have to worry about that line because I'm staring at Bet Diamond uh, Bet DSI right now. Of course, Diamond Sportsbook and Eric. I see twelve, man. Uh, there is no ten and a half, eleven anymore. When this line opened, we we had ten and a half, eleven. I'm staring at 12 at Diamond Sportsbook right now. Bookmaker also has wow. it listed at 12. A lot of other sites have it listed at 11 and a half, and it's obviously wow. going up to 12. So I, you, you don't have to worry about buying any any points doing anything here, man. You're going to get 12 if you like it. So if 12 is out there, is that obviously your, your, a better option? I, I think that's great. You know, heck, if that thing goes up to 13, then people can look at buying that to 14 and a half and really patent it. I like it at 10 and a half. I like it at 11. I like it at 12. I like it at 12 and a half. I, I'm all over FIU to cover at home. Nice. Nice. All right. I'm going to take that Maryland team total at uh, 33 and a half. So there's a couple of plays for that first game tonight. Louisville and Syracuse, of course, at the Carrier Dome. And, my God, Louisville at 14 and a half, and this total is at 68 and a half. And, you know, you and I discussed this game last night in, in Pretty you know, a long time, man. I mean, it took us a while to really decide if we were going to even really touch this game. Because, dude, Eric, the Syracuse total listed at sixty-eight and a half, and obviously it was seventy. It, it was seventy on, uh, on Tuesday, I think. So, and yeah. that's when I started looking around, saying to myself, "What the hell is a Syracuse total doing near seventy, man?" So I decided to look back, and you were sitting here on the phone with me while I did it. You can't find a Syracuse total this high going back. 15 years back to back, even 20 years, when Donovan McNabb and Marvin Harrison and all those maniacs were over there. To see a total like this number in a Syracuse game, Eric, you don't see this. This is rare air, and you're going to take advantage of it, it looks like. Uh, from what I'm understanding, you're going to make a play on this total, man. <laughs> I, you know, I really am. I think uh, the past is the past. And what actually impresses me is it's the 663 total yards of offense that Louisville put up. It's not the fact they were up 56 to nothing at halftime, or on the other end of the spectrum that they were that they held their opponent to uh, zero for 13 on third down conversions. But what I like is Syracuse. <laughs> Eric Dungey was efficient. I think he had about four, maybe six incompletions all day. He had 355 passing yards and two touchdowns again. That was Colgate. I get that, but his best receiver wasn't even catching the ball. Now yeah. you, you bring in the Maryland transfer. You know, we just talked about Maryland. You bring in Amba at a, to Wallen, and uh, he had 210 receiving yards in the score. So 
I think that Syracuse is going to be able to find some points, especially late in the fourth quarter, and I'm not really worried about Louisville racking up some points. I'm going to play the total. Wow. Taking the over 68 and a half, is, is that where you're going with that one? That's what I'm going with. I really am. <laughs> I like thinking dog. I like thinking home dog. I just – that Louisville defense is – the wild card here. It'll be, in my opinion, to be the wild card on the over under, and it'll be the wild card on that cover too. So, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna hope for some. Uh, I think Louisville's gonna have the game in check by the fourth quarter. I just think they have too much down on both sides of the ball, and that's when I believe Syracuse might get that extra ten fourth quarter points I need. Go ahead and push that over. Nice man, that's that's bold bet, <laughs> very bold. I like it, man. All right, let's move to Saturday, high noon at the OK. Well, maybe it's not the OK Corral, but it is the state of Oklahoma, man. Central Michigan coming to town. Oklahoma State, man, taking on the Cowboys. Both teams obviously got off to a nice one and those start. And, man, oh, the Chippewas, man. Okay, you handed Presbyterian a 49-3 loss. Pretty nice, man. I get it. Obviously, Oklahoma State poured out, I mean, southeast Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, we saw what happened there, man. 61 points over there, too. And, man, we see this line. Look at these lines. I can't really even take this total. It's sitting at 61, and I cannot even breathe. I, I, when I saw this total come out, I, I did, there is no way I could get it in any quicker. I've had it in since Tuesday. I didn't waste one minute seeing if it was going to go up or go down or if, if the public was going to do something with it. I'm sorry. I love this. Over. Uh, we're going to talk about some stats about it, too. But that, what are you seeing here, man? I, I know you love something. Yeah, I really do. You know, and, and I see where you're coming from with an over. I mean, I've never really met an Oklahoma State over I haven't liked either. But uh, the more I did some looking into this game, the more I realized that, you know, the Chippewas actually bring some defense to the table. They have eight oh, starters you? back. Yeah, I mean, 16th in the nation last year. Eight of those guys are returning. And these two did play last year, and it was a stone-cold under, 24-13. So, I just – it that was enough to give me pause – Reason for pause on the 61, 61 and a half on some boards. And uh, I started looking over on the other side, and I see Oklahoma State with a bunch of new phases on both sides of the ball, favored by 21 over our pretty experienced Central Michigan team. Yes. Uh, is that, is that, does that indicate you're thinking dog again, then? <laughs> Are you trying to tell me you're thinking about taking a dog here again and getting a whole bunch of points? Because, I mean, 21 points, obviously, three touchdowns is considerable, man. And Oklahoma State's not exactly really good at covering these kind of lines. They don't really even get to get these kind of lines too often, man. We don't see this. I mean, obviously, they were favored against Kansas last year by a big margin, but you don't see numbers like this for Oklahoma State because they can never really beat anybody because their defense is such a wreck, man. I mean, that's... I mean, how many times last year did we see 53, 48, 48, 55, 45? Oh, Jesus, man. They just oh, yeah. got killed all the time. Oh, all the time, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously, since Central Michigan do their part of the offense is what, what the concern I think most people are going to have here. And I'm sorry, man. I, if you're going to tell me Central Michigan can't find a way to get their own 21 points here and Oklahoma can't get the 42, I bet 42 to 21, push your side bet and cash your over bet there, man. Uh, for, so with, with a line like that and a score line in, in my head for that game, if 62 is going to cash my ticket with just a 41-21 score, I'm, I'm going to take it, man. I, I'm personally taking the over. Uh, where is your head going here? You know, I personally took the over myself. But uh, what, I, what I really like here 
this is the twenty one and I am thinking dog again and you know if you you know if you're not thinking dog you're not thinking and the reason I came to that is I really started looking at Central Michigan as a team, not just defensively, which they were sixteenth in the nation last year. But I'm looking yeah, about were. Cooper Rush. You know, Cooper Rush is he had a down game last week. Uh you know, two interceptions against Progrestrian. Progress, yeah, they uh you know, that's inexcusable. I he's too good to have two bad games. He threw for almost 4,000 yards last year, 25 touchdowns, only 11 picks. And you've got to take a look who he's throwing the ball to. I mean, he's got some pretty seasoned receivers over there. They don't – yeah, combined over the last couple of years, man, they got 1,300 yards, over 100 catches. And, uh, you know, the running back is by committee last week, and uh, they ran up over 200 yards and two touchdowns. So, Oklahoma State defense doesn't really go in the same sentence. I see Central Michigan finding a way to stay close and keep this, you know, put some points on the board. I like the 21, and as a matter of fact, I actually have the over with you, and I bought that 21 to 21 and a half just so they have to get more, and I parlayed that up. So, yeah, I'm thinking dog again. I, I like Central Michigan to cover this. Right, let's, let's put some stats out there, man. Obviously, I'm, this total, there's a couple of things. I'm not really the biggest stats guy, but there are some things that you kind of can't help but notice. Uh, 17 and 8 to the over in the last 25 non-conference games for Oklahoma State. 21 and 9 the last 30 September games to the over. And there's a lot of there's a bunch of other stats to point to this over. And, and it's, again, it's not something I really just rely on. I, you know, it's all about for you and me, especially. You know, after 25 years of watching almost every damn game that we watch here, uh, you know, it's all about gut. It's all about how you feel. It's all about what you see. And, uh, I mean, I just see, you know, obviously Mason Rudolph's pretty damn good, man. 13 different receivers caught a ball last weekend, which is pretty impressive. I, I like that. Yeah. Granted, you know, whether, we talk, whether we're talking about a cupcake or not, you still have to actually go out there and, and do what you have to do. And they did it, man. I, I just can't see Oklahoma State stopping them often enough to not hit this total as well. I, 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 your Central Michigan plays good. I know you have some stats there pointing to why you would like to take that side too, though. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, some of the some of the big stats that I, that really support that over that you're that we're both taking, I really like too. Is you know, Zach Randolph is a season quarterback, and you know, he threw for almost 3,800 yards last year and 21 touchdowns. He only had nine picks. He looked pretty solid last week. And not only do they have receiver by committee like you just mentioned, but they also have running back by committee. I mean, they had four different backs that pretty much handled the ball equally. They ran the ball really well last year. And don't forget. Uh, there's a pretty uh, good kid over there, uh, came from a pretty good bloodline, uh, Barry Sanders Jr., and yeah. he took a pump back for a touchdown already. So special teams should produce some points too here. I mean, Barry Sanders Jr., you got to love it. Yeah, he's, uh, his dad was pretty good last I heard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Oklahoma State, we're, I'm, we're definitely both taking this total. I'm certainly going to suggest it out there. Eric's going to uh, yeah, put a little play on that side there too, though see some dog action. I like that dog action stuff, man. Let's move to the rest of the weekend because we got another big game, man. Tulsa going to Ohio State at the horseshoe. And, of course, uh, Tulsa is getting no respect at all. And you're, I know you're going to take advantage of this one too, Eric. Man, I mean, getting 29 points in totals at 73 and a half, 74, depending on your book and all that. And I think we all know what Ohio State can do. Oh, my goodness. What, what a result last week for them. Uh, I, you know, yeah, I, I love I love the fact when you when you when your kicker goes out and puts up eleven extra points in the same day, <laughs> uh, your your team did some good things, man. So yeah, Ohio State obviously put it on last weekend. Yeah, backup kicker to boot. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's just reload central over there. It doesn't surprise it me. Yeah, you know it's Ohio State, man. It, it, 
everyone's just sitting there waiting for Michigan Ohio State. It's going to be amazing. But, you know, there's a team coming to town that resembles Central Michigan quite a bit. And they're not as well-rounded as Central Michigan on the defensive side of the ball, but I'm going to tell you what. They got some seriously experienced and skilled offensive components in Tulsa, and 29 points is a whole lot of points. Ohio State didn't do their job covering last year, and Mr. Dane Evans is going to have something to say about that. You know, he is a senior quarterback. He's back for his senior year. He threw for almost 4,400 yards last year, 25 touchdowns, only eight picks. I mean, he had 151.6 quarterback rating in uh, 2015. He's, he protects the ball. He can't be turning the ball over against Ohio State. And uh, he's got a couple of pretty good wide receivers over there in Kevin Lucas and Josh Atkinson. Um, we're talking about uh, 2,300 yards and almost 200 catches the last two years combined for about 16 touchdowns. I think uh, that's some offensive production from the quarterback receiver spot. It's pretty good, man. Don't, don't, don't leave out Brewer and Flanders, too, in that backfield, man. I mean, those two combined for 36, yard, uh, 36 carries and uh, 240-something yards last weekend against uh, San Jose State. Yeah. We all know, I think we all know San Jose State's in a lot more trouble than uh, than just losing to Tulsa the way they did. San Jose State, it's going to be a long year for them. Um, you know, both of us, both of us had Tulsa minus four last weekend, even though we didn't get to put that out, you know, put our podcast out last week. This is our first one, but we we loved Tulsa last weekend. They did what they had to do. But this is Ohio State, man. I, I'm 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 obviously extremely concerned about Mr. Evans. I know he's uh, efficient. I know he knows how to take care of the ball. He has a senior experience that you like to see. But going to Ohio State, man. I'm sorry. Every time Mr. Evans backs up and, and takes even four, a four or five step drop, something like that, and he thinks he's going to throw the football around and that's horseshoe place, man. Good luck. Good luck, man. I'm so concerned about every, every time. I'm telling you, every time I, Evans drops back, I'm going to be sitting there just cringing, going, oh, boy, where, who's he going to throw the ball to? I, I, okay, Lucas is going to catch some balls, man. I got that. Who else is going to catch some balls over there, man? I, I, I think Tulsa's in a world of trouble. You're actually going to take them to cover this spread. I think you're crazy, man. I, I, I love that we're in complete disagreement here. I think you're nuts to take Ohio State to not cover this line, man. What, 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 four, I know it's four touchdowns, and that's a pretty damn big line, man. And, and I love thinking dog. You know that as well as anyone. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't think Evans is going to have a good day at all. I think, I think uh, uh, Tulsa's in trouble, man. You don't. Yeah, I really don't. I, I really don't. I mean, if the 29 is over four touchdowns, I love it. I'm jumping all over it. And, you know, I get J.T. Barrett. I know he's amazing. I mean, seven total touchdowns last week. He can run. He can throw. You know, he had amazing 2014. He kind of got screwed last year a little bit. You know, the whole team was in disarray, and that was Urban Meyer's fault. But, you know, they're bringing back, and it's reload central. I get it. And they reloaded with running backs last week. I mean, here they go again, over 200 yards rushing. And both players are averaging, you know, almost seven yards a carry. And let's face it, no production really out of the receiver spot. You had a running back do it. They're reloading at the receivers. They're reloading at the running backs. And defensively, I know, it's Ohio State. You got little Nick Bosa, and he's not little, but he's, he's little compared to Joey's pocketbook now. He's back. You got Tyron Lewis and Sam Hubbard. They are hoping to fill some gaps on a team that's basically lost 38 sacks from last year. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of production. It really yeah. is. And I'm sorry, Bowling Green is not the Bowling Green of the last two or three years ago. So yeah, I just I think Tulsa is going to find a way again some late fourth quarter points. 
that's going to get that under four touchdowns. And I wouldn't be surprised if this game's a lot closer than people think it happens. And that's when I'm just going to sit back, put my hands behind my head, and just sigh and say, yeah, I like it. And you're going to really love that if that happens because that over's going to come flying in. Yeah, I mean that's a play too. Really, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. touch on that. So I, I think the problem really is Evans' mobility, man. He, he, he can't move. He, if you're going to tell me that you're going to give that coach this much time to prepare for Mr. Evans, who has zero mobility, he's going to scan in that pocket and think he can throw the football around. You know, I, I get that Ohio State has some concerns at the cornerback, and obviously it's not the same uh, backfield that it was last year. That, that, that's all well and good, man. This is what we talked about, man. When you play for Alabama, when you play for Ohio State, when you play for Michigan, when you play for these Florida states, you re-up and you bring in guys. It's not even about the talent that you bring in, man. It's about the coaches who say, listen, I know what you can do and I know what you can't do. I'm putting you here. Shut up and stay there. That's your job. That's all you have to do. You do what I tell you to do. I don't even care about how talented you are. You just do what I tell you to do, and that's all you have to worry about. So, you know, in this case, man, with Evans, that, that's my concern, man. Where's he going to go? What's going to happen when all that pressure comes up and Evans has to move out of that pocket, man? Where's he going to go? Absolutely nowhere, man. All right, so we're going to disagree. I, I, I'll, I'll put Ohio State, and I'll even move it to 30, man. How about that? Uh, I think they're going to crush this team. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great, you know. Uh, that's, that's, that's part of what we do. We can't agree on everything. I, I couldn't yeah. Disagree more with you. I understand. Yep. I just, to me, Ohio State's still going to have to prove number one that they can cover games which they didn't do last year, and number two that that defense, that young defensive talent, and that young offensive talent can keep it going. Bowling Green is not Tulsa. Tulsa's offense is not Bowling Green's. I can't wait to see this played out on the gridiron. I really don't. I am putting in these last two games. If you look, I am. Speaking dog, and I am putting my money and my picks on veteran quarterbacks with veterans of skilled positions. Yes, they're underdogs. Yes, they're in smaller conferences. You know, and yes, this is Ohio State and Horseshoe. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It scares the crap out of me. But I'm hoping all those combinations that uh, I'm putting together is going to make the difference. It is four touchdowns, my man. Hey, man, you don't got to tell me. I get it. It's four touchdowns and change, man. So I hear you. <laughs> we'll, we'll see, man. So, yeah, obviously, we're in a little bit of a disagreement there, which is cool. And we're, we're in a little bit of a disagreement in the next game as well, man, because you and I, I mean, you and I are in completely opposite directions with this Cal San Diego yeah. State game. And, uh, yeah, San Diego State's uh, seven point favorites. They were seven and a half. We was actually up to eight at one point. Uh, 60 and a half for the total. And, of course, Cal beat them 35 to seven last year in Berkeley in week two of the season. Man, did Davis Webb have some fun in Australia versus Hawaii, Eric? We watched that game, of course. Four touchdowns, 440 yards, passing the ball, 38 for 54, 51 points. He had three running backs combined for 202 yards on the ground. Obviously, Chad Henson with 116, two touchdowns, and 14 receptions, man. Hello. Looking for Mr. Henson much? I mean, another good thing about that, too, with Davis Webb finding 12 different receivers. That's a nice stat. Man, uh, you know, that's obviously, Cal San Diego State, man, this is, you know, even though it's not the, uh, the biggest rivalry game out there, these are still two California teams who really don't like each other all that much, man. Yeah, no, they really don't. And I'll tell you what, San Diego State here, and, and this is where we're complete opposites, you know, they got beat last year. Now, they, let's not forget, uh, Cal had quite the quarterback last year. Uh, I think he's playing in the NFL now. And he yeah. put up 34 points at home against his defense. And since that game, 
San Diego State has been one of the top ten defenses in college football. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. they're bringing back eight fellas, fifth overall, seventh against the run, and seventh in scoring last year, and eight guys are back. I mean, you've got to be mm-hmm. kidding me. I don't see Davis Webb having any sort of a day like he did against Hawaii. I see turnovers. I see mistakes. I see him on his backside. I see the San Diego State team dominating Cal on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think Cal's going to get over 24 points. <laughs> All right, we'll see at the same time, man. San Diego State beat New Hampshire 31 to nothing on opening day. And, uh, yeah, who gives a shit? That's that. Uh, who cares, man? Uh, obviously, <laughs> man, they held the Wildcat quarterback <laughs> to four of 16 passing and only 37 yards with an interception, man. <laughs> I mean, obviously, San Diego State, it's, it's Chapman, Pumphrey, and Holder, man. We know this. There, there's three guys over there who know what they can do, and they really know what they can do. So that that that's you know that that's what that, that's what's going to come down to, man. Because San Diego State moved the ball against the Cal defense that we know has had some issues in their past couple of years as well. Obviously, they held San Diego State to seven points last year, and all these guys were there except Chapman. Obviously, obviously, we know Chapman came in. Well, I think that was Whit. We talked about that. He came in late in the Nevada game. He ended up starting the the MAC championship game or the Mountain West championship game. He ended up doing okay. And now he has a starting job with uh, San Diego yeah. State this year. Yeah, you know, they're asked, they asked him last year to be a game manager, and I think they're going to do that a lot this year. I mean, why wouldn't you when you got Pumphrey? I mean, Pumphrey, yeah. really? 309 yeah. carries, 1,653 yards, or 17 touchdowns last year. <laughs> I know, you know, yeah. And they were going to see a lot more. And, you know, once again, let me just uh, mention, too, uh, Cal defense. Um, Hawaii – Kind of shredded them a little bit. Uh, had over 500 yards, 31 points, 250 on the ground. Huh? That spells disaster when you're going to let that <laughs> defense rest on the sidelines while Mr. Pumphrey's running and running and running and running. I just think Cal's in a whole lot of trouble here, brother. You think so? I mean, man. I really do. I, mean, I really do. Yeah. I get it, man. Number 19's going to be hand. We're going to see number 19 all over the place, man. He's going to. He's going to get the ball. Hand it to him. He's going to get the ball. Throw him to him. Uh, I get it, man. I, I, you know, seven points. Sixteen and a half, man. I, I'm sorry, man. I, I think yeah. Cal is going to find a way to hang around with San Diego State. Number one, they're, they're preparing for a Big Ten season, obviously, coming up here. Our uh, Pac-12. Pac I'm sorry, man. We always get that mixed up sometimes with the Pac-12, Pac-10. What are they? <laughs> anyway, San Diego you know. State getting uh, seven points. Seven points at home, man. uh, uh I think Cal's going to be able to hang around with them long enough to cover that seven or eight even. I I actually got eight. I, I think I, I'm going to keep that eight the way it is. I, I like Cal to hang around and keep this within a touchdown. But I like this total, man. You know, we're actually I, – I get the San Diego State defense. We all know what they can do. Obviously, whatever they did against New Hampshire, I, I could care less, man. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's completely under the water for me. I don't care. Um, I don't think San Diego State's defense is going to be able to do that to Davis Webb and, and all these guys over here in Cal, even though they're not the most experienced team coming back. Obviously, Goff is gone. So that changes everything over there. But they lost more than Goff. They're, they're, going to, they're definitely going to have a tough uh, campaign in, in their conference play as we get up the road here. But I don't know, man. I, a Mountain West team hanging out with, a, with, with Cal? I'm taking Cal to cover the eight, man, and I'm taking the over. And I know you're going completely opposite of me. I am going now in here. I just kind of want to give an explanation now. The reason why I don't like the over is because I just don't think Cal is going to produce near the points that they did last year. I just really don't. I mean, last year it was a different Cal team. It was a different offense. You know, really, they threw the ball 
all over the place last year. They only had 321 yards against San Diego State. You know, people say only. Well, you know, you you might want to go look at what Jared Goff did to everybody else. And yeah, really, what only scares me about San Diego State is they can be really undisciplined. In that game, they had 12 penalties for 136 yards. That's a, they controlled the ball almost 10 minutes more than Cal. And now you're putting in Davis Webb, who looked like a gem, but it was Hawaii. I mean, look what we've just seen a rookie kid in Michigan do against Hawaii. Yeah, I just think uh, Davis Webb is in for a whole different ball game when he goes up against the San Diego State defense. If they stay healthy, I predict them to be another top five defense in the country this year. And mm-hmm. they're under just – I'm not going to be touching a San Diego State over all year if that state, that defense stays healthy, period. Yeah. It won't do it. Yeah, I really honestly think this is an elite group, and Cal has not proven to me through a Hawaii game and all these unanswered questions that they have on defense and at the skill possessions. I, I just think they're in for a long day. I am going to take San Diego State to seven, and I also bought San Diego State down in the parlay at six and a half that uh, I'll talk about a little bit later in the day. I, I Yeah, completely yeah. opposite, and there's no way I'm going to touch the San Diego State over. No way. Yeah. Last year, if you look, it, yeah, last year, if you look, they lost, they lost their opening few, you know, games last year. I get all that. I get all that. But just look what they did after that. They gave up 14 points. They gave up seven points. They gave up seven points. They gave up 14 points. They gave up 14 points. They gave up 14 points. They gave up three points, and they gave up 17. I'm yeah. sorry. None of those teams were – those are all conference games, man, against Wyoming and all this kind of crap that was out there last year that really doesn't have much to go by. You know, I, you know I, 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 hey, like I said, I, you're going to convince yourself of everything you can find in there to talk yourself into the under, and I, and I get it, man. I, I understand why you're talking that way, too. I'm just talking about this weekend with these two offenses on the field. I, I, I don't even think San Diego State's defense is going to be all that great this weekend, man. I, I see this as a 35-24 type of game. What's that, 59? Ouch. So this could be tough, man. <laughs> I'm still taking wow. the override. Something tells, me, something tells me there's going to be a creepy play. There's certainly going to be a turnovers here, Eric. You know San Diego's going to find a way to turn, to turn, to turn Cal over a couple times, too, uh, man. Yeah. You know you, you well, Davis Webb is going to have a pick or two. They're going to have a turnover. At San Diego State's defense is that good. And, you know, turnovers certainly yeah. put points on the board. And, man, I yeah, I mean, yes, exactly. So, uh, man, it's obviously going to take something extraordinary for me to kind of hit this total. I get, I get that it's 60 and a half and it's up there, for, especially in a San Diego State game. But we were just talking about this with Syracuse, too, man. Why the hell is that total so high if they actually have that, that much of an expectation on the defense? Because 60 is high when you have a defense, a top five defense in the in the NCAA, and the total is 60? Hmm. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm just trying to bite off Vegas here and see if Vegas kind of tipped their hand a little bit. Uh, because this total shouldn't be 60 if you're actually saying no, two shouldn't. inexperienced quarterbacks. Obviously, Webb's an experienced quarterback. Obviously, Chapman doesn't have all that much experience either. But they're, but they're out here expecting them both to put up 30-something. So what does that tell you? Uh, you know what I mean? That's how I see it. What it tells me is Vegas in love with a Cal offense because of riding off the heels of what Goff did last year and because Davis mm. Webb went and shredded Hawaii team that Michigan laid 70 on with a yeah. quarterback who's never even thrown a pass in NCAA. I'm going to jump all <laughs> over it. I think Vegas is in love with that Cal offense right now. And I don't think enough – you know, you can't, you can't just open 
the season with New Hampshire. Granted, it's a shutout. I mean, what they did to New Hampshire was absolutely ridiculous over there. It is New Hampshire. I get all that. But I don't think that was enough of a kind of a, as a testing for Vegas to really truly believe in the San Diego State defense again. But I mean, you know, 141 total yards and only eight first downs, seven for 20 and 22.3 yards to carry. Uh, business as usual. I, yeah, we couldn't go any more opposite. I'm laying, uh, once again, if you notice, I'm laying my pick. This time it's not on a dog, but I'm going with the most experience on the field at home, and there is definitely the most talented side of either side of the ball for either side of the team. That's where I'm going to put my money. San Diego State Aztecs, cover the seven, buy it down to six and a half if you have to. Don't fall into the Davis Webb fall in love. He's not Jared Goff, not yet. <laughs> we all know that, man. No one's trying to compare Goff to him, man. There's nobody out there saying, oh, he's going to be able to, he's going to, be able to reproduce a season like no, that. Vegas yes, seems sure to think so. Vegas seems to think so. I mean, they really do. Yeah. Wait, you know, yeah, they really I mean, do. Yeah, oh, hey, man, you know, they did put up 51 against Hawaii, which everyone's going to do this year. I mean, I can't – I think, obviously, we're going to talk about that as the season goes on because everybody who plays Hawaii is going to hit their team total this year because Hawaii and defense, if you I don't know, if you put those two in the same sentence, you really should just, like, start watching Tiddlywinks in third grade or something. Um, man, all right, so we got to – let's move on here, man. Uh, big game, another big game, and obviously it was a big bowl game yeah. last year, the Holy, the Holy War, and since City was our bowl, we, we actually – Shot that here at Get More Sports. And, uh, of course, last year the bowl game, it was 35-28. And Utah got out to a 35 nothing first quarter lead and never did anything again. And uh, BYU did all they could to get back in that game. I mean, to make it a 35-28 game when you're down 35 nothing at the end of the first quarter, that was that was crazy, man. <laughs> so this year Utah's favorite by three at home and now uh, the 45. And, man, Eric, man, to see Troy Williams back, that is Huge man, and he obviously had a decent day. Uh, two hundred and seventy-two, uh, twenty for thirty-five, two hundred and seventy-three, two uh, two touchdowns. I mean, McCormick can obviously do everything out of the backfield. They they held Southern Utah to forty-two yards passing last weekend, man. Hello, I mean that was <laughs> that was amazing. Seven different receivers caught a pass in that football game, and not one caught more than one. Like what yeah, the hell was that? Like what was I don't even know what Southern Utah was doing. I, obviously, there's you know no one really expected them to hang around with Utah, and they certainly didn't. But Utah was favored by 28, and they only won 24 nothing, I think. So you can't cover 28 if you can't score 28. So that was a concern. And now BYU is coming to town, man. There we go. I, yeah. A huge game, Eric. It's a holy war. It's a holy war. Yeah, you know, that team couldn't have went more opposite than I thought last year. I, I actually took BYU to end the streak last year to cover that game, to win that game outright. I believe they were two or three-point guards. And Utah is all name, and I get it. And, you know, I hated this game when we chose it, but we had to do it. I like good challenges. It's a game I would normally stay off of. But we like to challenge each other. We like to give our listeners, you know, a chance to really kind of see where we're talking, you know, where we're coming from and what we think. And, uh, to me, this game is all about defense. And what really I liked about this game is that Utah is going is going to be the bigger team. They're going to control the line of scrimmage on both sides, I believe, once again. But I really honestly think BYU has the better players of skill positions. You know, the question is, can Taysom Hill and Mr. Williams stay healthy? They both missed last year. They both hit are supposed to be very productive again this year. We all know about Jason Hill. And, you know, he didn't look that great against Arizona, but Mr. Williams was running the ball all over the place. 
they really yeah. shut Arizona, who's known for their defense, down. Yeah, Mr. Wilson over there did get a hundred and some yards. If you guys, you know, any of our listeners out there watch the game, a lot of those were on some big carries in the fourth quarter. Um, they had him under wraps. BYU is as advertised on defense. I think they're going to be strong. And you know, yeah, Mr. Williams is running the show in Utah, but I mean, he's not butter, and he's this is his first you know run of the offense here. And yeah, I get it. And McCormick and he, he's over there running the ball and. Mr. Mm-hmm. Williams over there running the ball, but uh, again, mm-hmm. you know, that's not who they had run the ball the last two or three years over there. So I yeah. really think BYU can contain them. I do. I think BYU can contain Utah. And, I mean, you just went into what Utah did last week. That's ridiculous. I don't care who you're playing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Obviously, Williams had an amazing 2013-2014 campaign, man. He got hurt in 2014 this fall last year. His resurgence is going to be something BYU is going to need all year. If he can yeah. stay healthy, that's going to be huge. Obviously, the same situation you mentioned with Hill, man. He's, he's simply Jason Hill. If he can stay healthy, we know his injury stories. They're well documented. If those two, man, this is this kind of game is going to find me a big dog to play here, man. I think when it's all said and done, I'm seeing three and a half right now at most. Most sports book bet, uh, bet, bet online has three and a half. Bet DSI has a straight three still. Yeah. Bookmaker still has a straight three. Eric, man, I, I, don't, I don't know what, what play you're making here, but, uh, you know, every weekend you and I do these shows, I'm going to be putting out my dog of the week. Everybody, you know, most people who know me know I ran a, a, a forum called Think Dog for years. I've been a, if you're not thinking dog, just like Eric said in the beginning, you're really not thinking. And, and, and that, that could be because of me. We think dog because dogs pay. Obviously, dogs pay off. You can find a money line dog who can go out and go out the road and beat somebody outright. More often than not, your money is going to be pretty nice, man. I see BYU, Eric, plus 145, plus 150 at some sites, money line. You can just take BYU outright to beat, walk into Utah. Take them down. Take down the team with God on their side, not the public. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I'm sorry. My big dog of the week this week is going to be BYU to outright take down Utah, man. I, I think BYU, uh, yeah. With Tyson Hill back, very big, man. Obviously, with Williams back, even bigger. I, I mean, like, you couldn't even imagine if those two. If those two were a part of this team last year, where it be why? It wouldn't have been thirty-five nothing last year. It would have been at least in the first quarter. It would have been at least, uh, you know, thirty-five to yeah. twenty-one in the yeah. first quarter last year. <laughs> it would that that wouldn't have happened last year if these two were here. Period. So uh, you know what, man? I'm taking BYU as my dog of the week. I know we haven't gotten to my dog of the week wow. segment yet, but that's that's going to be a segment we're going to cover here every every week. My my dog of the week. And plus 150, plus 145, depending on your book, is BYU to take out Utah. You making a play on this game, Eric, or what? No, man, I like it. That's a ball very maker. I like it. You know, the one thing about Utah, <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, they made me pay last year. I took, I took BYU to win that game. I took BYU to cover. And you know yep. what? Every year, Utah just gets underestimated. And you know what? They reload over there, too. They really do. They are the most fundamentally sound team in the Pac-12. Yeah. It's not in the nation year after year after year after year. They got a veteran front again. It just scares the crap out of me. I just BYU did not impress me on offense against an Arizona defense that is questionable at best. I just I I like I like the balls they picked. I really do. But to me, my play on this game. Is going to be the under 
45. I don't really see <laughs> a young talent in Utah really moving the ball much. And Utah's wow. defense and controlling the front, and Arizona did pretty well against BYU last. I mean, I'd be, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if it was 13-7 to halftime. Wow. Come take me on I don't even know if it's going to be that high, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of points, 20 points in the halftime, man. And obviously, this total is sitting at 45. And, uh, man, I, so so you're taking, are you going to take the first time under two? Because obviously, you can get you can get a decent price, a, a much lower line than 20. I'd imagine you can get uh, maybe 22 in the first half I over there. Be, I think it'd be a great play. I think it'd be a great play for any, any of the listeners out there. I personally am going to take the 45 game total under. I think I think half that big time. I wouldn't be surprised if it was 7-3. I mean, I could easily see it nothing nothing first quarter here. I mean, this game is in Utah, too. I, I just we, – we talked about this game, and we're wondering where the hell the points are going to come from. Yeah. And obviously, if they're going to come, they're going to come from the BYU side of the ball, we would assume. And that's why yeah. I like your pick. But uh, yeah. I, just, I just don't see it. I mean, and good luck for Utah trying to throw the ball around. I mean, this is this kid's second <laughs> start over there in Utah, and uh, – you know, you got Mr. Nakua in the back over there. You know, he had six picks last year, and he started this year off with another pick. So, yeah, I just see this game play between the 20s and let the field goal kickers kick. Yeah, that, that, that first half total is 23, actually, man. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is. You know, you could buy that up in a nice little parlay at minus 155 and a little two-gamer to, to 24 and a half. I mean, oh, right. that really that that really is something the listeners might want to think about. I don't even think you need to buy it up, Eric. Man, I mean, you're talking about you know even thirteen seven, even thirteen ten even is a, is a push on your money there. I mean, I I, I, get I don't. That you want to, you know, that, 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 that's still pretty reasonable, man. I mean, it's very reasonable. Right, so, yeah, it is, man. So are you going to are you going to, are you going to even bother with the first half, or are you just going to take the the, the whole game total under forty five? As as of as of the show right now, as just the forty five and the under, I do think this is going to be one of the you know lowest scoring games of the weekend. I'm happy with that. Um, you know how I like to get jiggy at the later game, and I get jiggy with uh, my games as the, as the day goes on on Saturday. Um, <laughs> parlaying that, pushing it up, or just playing that twenty three under halftime very well might be something I'm doing if uh, picks aren't going my way earlier in the earlier in the day. That's a promise. Yeah, I mean it's a late game, obviously, and we're going to have more on the board. We just don't want to overload people here. But uh, all right, man. So yeah, BYU money line for me, and uh, the under forty-five for Eric in the Holy War, which is cool, man. That's uh, man. All right, it's time for our honorable honorable mentions of the weekend, and uh, Eric and I are going to yeah. give out three three plays a week. I'm going to give out three honorable mentions, and Eric's going to do the same. And then, uh, like I said, I, I'd like to do my dog of the week every week, and BYU is that place. So I already have that out there. My three honorable mentions are going to be. Army and Rice and that over 52-and-a-half. Eric, you want, you want to talk about that with me? Because uh, who the hell is going to stop who and when the hell is that? 52-and-a-half. Are you, are you out of your mind? It's going to be 27, 24 halftime, and we're going to have 51 points, and we need a field goal in the entire second half to cash that ticket. I'm sorry. Do you disagree with that? Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, you know, and again, we're not going to go in this game in depth, and I understand, and I do. I agree with you 100%. I have that game on my board. I like the over. Yeah. Um, Army was pretty impressive last week. I mean, they moved the ball. They, you know, and Rice is going to be back at home. They got frustrated a lot last week. I really honestly think with another week and that wing tee, 
Both teams are going to be running the ball. I like the over, too. I really do. I think Rice is going to find a way to put up points. I think Army's going to beat them. I think Rice is yep. going to struggle this year. But, uh, yeah, I, I really do. I think uh, the over is very playable there. And uh, nice, I, I, have to, I have to agree with it. I have to agree with it with you, man. I really do. Yeah, yeah it's hard not to, man. And uh, my second article mention goes to Appalachian State and Old Dominion. And a similar total, man, 53 or 54, I guess it depends on your work and what time you get that play in. Okay. All right. Well, what the hell is going to stop there? Oh, my God, man. Another total. I can't understand where Vegas' mind is right there. Why would you give out a 54 with Appalachian State and Old Dominion when both of those two could put out 54? Eric, that game could hit 100. I'm sorry. My third play – I'm sorry. <laughs> my third play goes to Southern Alabama getting 14, man. Did you not just beat Mississippi State 21 to 20? Dude, I thought they were going to – I was waiting to hear – when you wish upon a star, and Dallas Davis was, and Dallas Davis was just going to get trotted off the field, saying, "I'm going to Disneyland." I mean, like, what? Wow, what a win yeah. for them! And now they're getting 14 points going to Georgia Southern. Like Georgia Southern's all that in a bag of chips. If you can beat Mississippi State, I'm sorry, you can hang around with Georgia Southern long enough to get, cover that 14. I have no idea what Vegas is doing there. What? What are you doing? I'm sorry. So yeah, Army Rice over 52 and a half. Appalachian State, Old Dominion, over 53-and-a-half, 54, depending on your book. And uh, South Alabama getting 14 points against Georgia Southern. Just shut up. Thank you, and pay that man his money. Yeah. yeah you know, and I, lo- I love those picks. Um, a little side note on each is uh, I agree with you with uh, – seriously, it was like the upset of the week last week. They're getting no love. I understand Georgia Southern's talented. I understand that they're going to be running the football and it's a new game. Oh, yeah. I get it. Oh, yeah. But Old Dominion's also bringing back a lot of firepower and some veterans over there on that offense, too. I love that pick. As far as the Appalachian State game, the only thing that worries me there, you know, with Old Dominion, because they are talented, the only thing that bothers me there is that defense is so talented. So, yeah, with those two games, with uh, the fact that, uh, you know, Georgia Southern is Georgia Southern, not Mississippi State. I can see South Alabama getting no love and covering that. We're getting, what, 14 and a half there. And, uh, yeah, as long as Appalachian, as long as Old Dominion can find a way, you know, to get 17, 20-some points, I think Appalachian State's going to score plenty. So, yeah, I love, I love those all three of those honorable mentions. I really do. As a matter of fact, for my three honorable mentions, I have South Alabama down as mine, too, at 14. Mm-hmm. I really do. I also uh, my other two is I took New Mexico to Mexico State over. I mean, it's sixty one and a half. New Mexico State <laughs> is still a sim. They proved that last week, and New Mexico came out and put up fifty some points last week. I, I realize it's not against top match opponents, and hey, this is a battle in state rivalries. But uh, I mean, you and I could go out there and probably put up thirty points on New Mexico State. So <laughs> being that they're, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's just, and then last I heard, Urlacher's not running around the field anymore. So uh, I think New Mexico State, they do have some offensive talent over there. I think that's, a, that's just a great play. And my other one is uh, TCU. I mean, okay, 58 and a half. Arkansas, I get it. Everybody's, you know, a lot of the SEC is rebuilding. Arkansas's got tons of talent. You know, they recruit the heck out of Texas. You got TCU, who's given up plenty of points. We were watching last week saying, what's going on, TCU? Of course, they, you know, they went up, put plenty of points on themselves. And, you know, Arkansas really isn't supposed to be that 
protected on the side of the ball this year defensively. I really like this over also. I think both teams are going to score. TCU has been, you know, an over machine over the last few years. So, uh, yeah, I jumped all over that. And it's 58 and a half when I see that under 60. I mean, you're going to get me a game in the high 20s. You know, one team's going to hit 30 there. I I really like that over. I really do. And yeah, if there's my Oh, I was just going to say anybody can their team total against TCU. They haven't been able to stop anybody for quite a, quite a while now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's, and that's kind of that's kind of been my theme here in my honorable mentions. I mean, besides South Alabama not getting any love and you know all the confidence they gained, and I, I know that Dax Donnie is going to be starting against the Giants this weekend. But uh, New Mexico State, I mean, they've been getting scored on for the last decade. TCU, I don't know what's happened to that defense over there, but that's just (laughs) overs waiting to happen. And we know they have plenty of talent on the offensive side of the ball. They're at home. I I, I love those. Yeah, I love those two overs. I really do. uh, I know you have one more dog you want to throw in there because you're picking the dog the other week too, I understand. And uh, I think it's a Big Ten team from what I understand. It is, as a matter of fact. You know, and what's kind of interesting too is at plus 200, I am going to take Ooh. the Boilermakers, believe it or not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. I know. Wow. Go figure. I want to be the Boilermakers, you know, 7-30 and 30 over the last umpteen many freaking seasons. Yeah, I know. Where did that come from? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. They got some returning talent, believe it or not. And yeah, they do. We watched the Cincinnati game. You know Cincinnati's depleted. Yeah, they came on late in that game, and they did the Cincinnati thing, and they scored their 45 points, and – I did all that. But, uh, you know, I really honestly think that defense over there is going to suffer a little bit. Purdue has a lot of returning talent. They're at home. They're a Big Ten team. I'm going to take Purdue. They get to keep their points. Keep their points. I'm taking them outright to win. Outright to win. Outright to beat Cincinnati by a field goal. Wow. Wow. That's a nice payout, man. You can, anytime, anytime you can start grabbing. I mean, obviously my plus one fifty on BYU is a nice line too. But you, you're talking about a plus two hundred dog here, go out and upset somebody. But you, you're at home, man. At least you're going to have the crowd. You're going to have everybody around you who you need to have on your side there. So that that's nice to have them at home. Even though I don't even know when the last time they actually won a home game. Well, they beat Nebraska last year at home, didn't they? That's right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they, you know, obviously they, they have they, they produced last year. There's certainly something to forget over there. The nice win over Eastern Kentucky is, is a nice win over Eastern Kentucky for what that's worth. But uh, really, man, a plus two hundred money line dog on Purdue to upset them out, right? Huh? I really think so. I really, and you know what? I love the running back in Purdue. I mean, Merkel Jones is the real deal. And, you know, he picked up right where he left off last year, man, 145 yards on 24 carries. They're going to be able to keep that ball. He had a 58 more in the score. I mean, the kid is good. He's he, he's really good. Now, everything and the numbers, if you, and you know we're not big in the numbers, but if you look at the numbers here, I mean, Purdue is 3-3 three and three against FBS teams under Hazel. I mean, they just struggle. But Cincinnati's last road win against a Big Ten opponent, in 1957. I mean, come on. For 57 <laughs> where, where, were you in 19, where were you in 1957? Yeah. I was at Jim's <laughs> I mean, give me a break. 
Yeah, man. And plus the Bearcats, are what, I think they're one and nine in the last ten non-conference games against the spread too. They they, they never do well <laughs> again when they play non-conference teams. So I obviously whatever last weekend was, we're not going to even factor that in. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I I can I, I see it. I, I I like it, man. You gotta have. I mean, you gotta have a little bit of balls in this industry. I, mean, I think both of us putting BYU money line and Purdue money line on the board are two pretty ballsy plays to an extent, but. Uh, you know what? That's why they play these games. That's why they take the field. You know, I mean, I, I, everything everything out there is a chance you take. We're, we're we're actually betting on how athletes are going to perform this weekend. If you don't realize the risk, you're crazy. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, man? Oh, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. You know, and, yeah. and, and Purdue gets six and a half over there too. I mean, there's a lot of things that our listeners can do with that yeah. game. It's not just an outright dog. I like to just outright win. Give me the plus 200. 34-31 Purdue. But there's a lot of people points. It's not going to be much if you're, if you're that scared. You, you get the points. Let, I'm taking them straight to win. You can get the points. Or you can even buy that up a point. You know, minus 140, minus 150. And give it seven and a half. I mean, I think that's a great. Yeah. You can, yeah. You can, you know, parlay that with what we were talking about earlier. I mean, I just... I just yeah. love it. I left yeah. my play. And, uh, you know, we hit last. We didn't do our podcast last week, but uh, we both did our dogs. We both did our straight yeah, up dog land. Yeah, we did. So you know, I mean, let's keep this thing rolling, man. That's it, man. That's it. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all of it today. Uh, Eric and I definitely want to just get a few plays out there, get some honorable mentions out there, throw in a dog of the week, and uh, of course we'll be coming to you every week here doing this here at more sports and. Uh, Throwing it down. I mean, this is what we do. Eric and I have been doing this for so long. So it was a really easy decision for us to just say, Eric, should we just put a podcast out there? Obviously, we did all the ball games here last year with Adam Green. And Adam's going to jump in here once in a while with us as well. So, I, you know, don't forget to check out Get More Sports. You see Adam Green over there. You see Eric, uh, Eric the Hunt over there writing all his articles for Get More Sports as well. I, I appreciate the hell out of both of you. And, uh, man, uh, thanks so much, Eric, for hanging out for the first podcast of this season. And, uh, of course, for all the work you did in the Bulls last year. It's going to be fun, man. Uh, we're, we're obviously looking forward to another huge season here. Uh, huge season. Yeah, I, I, I just – I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled we're getting an early start. I'm thrilled to be working with Adam again. He's absolutely hysterical. Uh, his, you know, <laughs> especially, with, especially with the SEC, is huge. You know, down south, being a southern boy down there. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I just – you know, man, we're here to help people make money. And, you know, last year during the bowl games, we helped people make money. Now we're getting an early start. We can help make the money all year long. So, you know, I hope they keep listening and, you know, they, they could share what we got and hopefully put up some really nice numbers to start off the year, man. That's right. Check us out here next Friday. Eric and I will be back and uh, handing out the plays, doing all we can to help everybody out. So uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week. And we will catch you here next week on the Get More Sports Throwdown. 